Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says, podcast number 14, The Battle of New Orleans. In 18 and 14, we took a little trip. You remember that song by Jimmy Driftwood? Jimmy Driftwood, a great patriot. That was a great song. Well, this battle, the Battle of New Orleans, was awesome. It was actually fought after the War of 1812. <laughs> it was over. But they didn't know it when they fought it. They fought it and they won it. And it was such a rout that, well, it launched Andrew Jackson right into the presidency of the United States. Ah, you're going to love this story. Okay, here it is, right from the radio program, the Battle of New Orleans. Hello, America! It's time for Uncle Sam Says. And today I've got a great story for you. I'm going to talk about the Battle of New Orleans. But first, I'm going to tell a little bit more about progressives. They got started during the administration of Woodrow Wilson. Colonel Edward Mandel House. He wrote a book. It was called Philip Drew, Administrator. And the book described a New World Order type of government. And in this book he said he was working for, quote, Socialism as dreamed of by Karl Marx. This man, Colonel House, controlled the White House, and he led President Wilson to champion the League of Nations. Now you check your history books and you will find President Wilson was our president, but Colonel House ran the country. In Philip Drew Administrator, Edward Mandel House laid out a, a fictionalized plan for the conquest of America. He told of a, quote, conspiracy. The word is his. The word is his. A conspiracy which would gain control of both the Democratic and Republican parties and use them as instruments in the creation of a socialistic world government. The book called for the passage of a graduated income tax and for the establishment of state-controlled central bank as steps toward the ultimate goal. Both of these proposals are planks in the Communist Manifesto and both became law in 1913 during the very first year of the House-dominated Wilson administration. During this Wilson administration... <laughs> The progressive era. Oh, folks, you got to understand the progressives. This was the progressive era. They went underground, but they stayed there. And they have emerged again. And now they are infesting all levels of our government. And most people who call themselves progressives don't even know what they're doing. They don't understand. <sighs> but it was during this first progressive era under Wilson that Congress surrendered control of our money. Against the Constitution. Absolutely against the Constitution. Can you believe it? The 16th and 17th Amendments were ratified illegally, and the Federal Reserve Act passed by Congress on the 23rd of December, 1913. You know, they passed those amendments, got them through, very much like the health care amendment was passed by the Obama administration. Uh, they were illegal. It's unconstitutional. And folks, I'm here to tell you, we got to wake up Americans and get it back. That happened on the 23rd of December, 1913. Now, folks, the 23rd of December is the day before Christmas Eve. The day before Christmas Eve. 
all of the congressmen who cared about their families were home. <laughs> the 16th Amendment allowed the creation of the Marxist graduated income tax. The 17th Amendment removed all accountability restraints from senators so they could spend and spend and spend with no fear of re reprimand or reprisal from their state legislature. You see, before, by the Constitution, the state legislatures appointed the senators, and when they spent money, the states had to pony up, and so that senator had to come back and explain why he voted to spend money. But that was all done away with with the 17th Amendment. The Federal Reserve Act turned all of our rights to coin money and regulate the value thereof over to a federal... Well, it wasn't federal. It's a Federal Reserve, but it's private. It's a private cabal of international bankers. Today, the Fed is owned... Now, this is Class A stock. This is the owners of the Federal Reserve by six foreign and three American bankers. They are the Rothschilds of London and Berlin, Lazard Brothers, Paris, Israel Moses Schiff, Italy, Kuhn and Loeb, Germany, <laughs> Warburgs of Hamburg, <sighs> Lehman Brothers, New York, Goldman Sachs, New York, and the Rockefellers of New York. They still control the value and quantity of our money, and they do not answer to Congress. They've never even been audited. That's criminal. They should at least be audited. They shouldn't even be there. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, lighten up, lighten up. It's story time. You know, when the British first came over to fight us, they didn't think too much of our abilities as fighters. They abhorred our lack of civilized honor on the battlefield. They figured we were just scared wimps. Their first taste of fear of the Americans was the Battle of Bunker Hill, which, which we lost. But we killed a thousand of those redcoats at that time. <laughs> then they got all the rumors of the huge explosion in New York Harbor. But the stories of the American long rifle, <laughs> they were great. By the time ten British soldiers had passed along this bit of gossip, why, those American long rifles could shoot the pips off your collar at half a mile, and when those bullets hit, they blew up like a cannonball. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, and the British were scared clear out of their mind. They were so scared, it carried on a tradition for 38 years. Yes, sir. <laughs> you see, 38 years later, the British were trying to take New Orleans in the Battle of 1812. It was actually 1814, and, and Old Hickory had been sent by our government to protect our interests, and so he did just that. The battle was a rout. We won hands down. Those British are still scared of us and, and, and our American long rifle. In fact, they were terrified. <laughs> the great Jimmy Driftwood, he wrote a song about it called The Battle of New Orleans. Ooh, you gotta go get a copy of that song. He does such a great job. I'm sure I'm I'm going to fracture that song, but a, a lot of you'll remember it. It was great. Go something like this. In 18 and 14, we took a little trip. We went with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. We took along some bacon and we took along some beans and we met the bloody British at the town of New Orleans. We held our fire till we seed their faces well. Then we opened up our squirrel guns and really gave them... Uh, we fired our guns, but the British kept a-coming. 
There weren't quite as many as there were a while ago. We fired once more, and they began a running on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> oh, I love this part. They ran through the briars, and they ran through the brambles. They ran through places where a rabbit couldn't go. They ran so fast that the hounds couldn't catch them. <laughs> on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, who could blame them, though? They were scared, and that fear was the result of George Washington's psychological warfare nearly 40 years before. Old George really knew how to put the fear into their fathers. Oh, one thing that you may not know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it was a military secret during the war, but I think it's been declassified by now. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it still is a secret. I, I know that the British would have been plumb upset if they'd learned this back then. Oh, well, I think I can tell. After all, it's been a long time. Those American long rifles that caused all the fear and, and scared the British soldiers all to pieces? None of our soldiers had them. <laughs> That's right. The Continental Army used French muskets, which were just about the same as the British musket, and certainly wasn't any more accurate. The only long rifles in our army were those brought by the citizen when he enlisted. There were hardly any at all. It was all scare. <laughs> Old George was quite a man. Quite a man. Well, folks, thanks for listening. You can't restore America until you know what America used to be and what made America great. Please help bring more people to these lessons. They'll thank you for it, and you'll both be smiling patriots. Until tomorrow, remember, you are learning the truth. Tell it to your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.